Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Tonight we're on episode 83 of the Guiding Principles Study. Grab your book. We are starting on page 183. No, I'm sorry, 182 on Tradition 10. But first, we're going to go through and do some introductions on who's all here tonight. And we'll start with Donna. Hey, everybody. Donna P. out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date's 11-22-85. My home group is... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> so let's just remember at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Really? I really do have a home group. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. No worries. Uh, and then, Will, we're going to have you introduce next. Yeah, my name is Will. I'm an addict. Uh, my clean date is February 27th of 2013. My home group is the Sunday Serenity Group in Ashtabula, Ohio. We meet uh, Sunday nights at 6 p.m. and uh, attend meetings in the Buckeye region of Ohio. Awesome. Follow that up with Mike. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm a grateful recovering addict from Massachusetts whose name is Mike. How are you? My clean date's January 1st, 2017. My home group is the I Can't Weekend group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet every Thursday at 8 p.m. at 47 Elm Street, the Everett Rec Center in Everett, Mass. So if you're ever in the area, the doors are always open. I attend meetings in the Northeast Mass area of Narcotics Anonymous as well as virtually. Thank you. Thanks so much, Mike. And then we're going to move on and say hi to Gina. My name's Gina H. I'm an addict from Eugene, Oregon. Uh, my clean date is 9-13-95. And my home group is also the Solutions for Living in Eugene uh, that meets on Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Come see us. Sounds like a great home group. All right, uh, Chrissy next. Hey, y'all. I'm an addict called Chrissy D. My clean date is November 7th of 2015. I attend meetings in the Southwest Georgia area and the Central Florida area and also virtually. Awesome, and then we have Phil. My name's uh, Phil M. My clean date is 4-1995. My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome. Welcome, everybody. And um, my, I'll introduce myself. I'm an addict named Des. My clean date is July 24th of 1995. My home group is We Choose to Live, which is a fully virtual meeting out of the Fond du Lac, Wisconsin area. We meet every Wednesday at noon in our time zone. And I attend meetings in the Wisconsin region and virtually around the world. And tonight we're going to start our reading off with Donna. Hey everybody, so Tradition 10 is Narcotics Anonymous, has no opinion on outside issues, 
Hence, the NA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. For members, Narcotics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. As members, we do, and each of us has a right to our opinions, although a recovery meeting is usually not the best place to discuss them. In recovery, we get to think for ourselves. As we work the steps, we come to an understanding of our own morals and values and develop our own beliefs about how to live and how we recover. Those beliefs may change over time, sometimes surprisingly. Recovery is a dynamic process of evaluation and reevaluation of our actions, perceptions, and values. <clears throat> Tradition 10 asks us to be vigilant in ensuring that our personal beliefs aren't mistaken for the principles of Narcotics Anonymous. We carefully consider the effect our words and actions may have on the fellowship we love and the message we carry. We learn to speak wisely and to understand the power of silence. Though we express it in many ways, NA has only one message. An addict, any addict, can stop using, lose the desire to use, and find a new way to live. When we hear another message outside NA that resonates strongly with us, it may seem that we could do a service by bringing it into our fellow members. That is not our purpose in an NA meeting. We are here to help and be helped through the program of Narcotics Anonymous. Um, I've told you guys before that uh, when social media became a big deal, I was so surprised to find out that the other members and I did not have the same political leanings and ideas about social responsibility and equality and all those kinds of things. I was so shocked. I And I, I partly it's really good because those were the, not the things we were talking about in meetings, right? I mean, we were talking about the message of Narcotics Anonymous and, um, and uh, and I, partly because I just assumed you all were bleeding heart liberals like me. And um, so I think it's really interesting when we get clean and we're 20 years clean and none of our ideas have changed. You know, I know that my ideas have changed radically as I've come to understand um, the fellowship and I've come to understand the traditions um, and the steps and myself. Um, and uh, I was going to say something else about that. Oh, that one of the really important things it says here, and one of, and just the, one of the most important things I've learned for myself is that my values and my morals are mine, and I have learned them and developed them here, and and that is part of what we do. But I get to decide for myself right? And the fellowship doesn't get to tell me and society doesn't get to tell me and my partner doesn't get to tell me or my parent. I get to decide for myself. And that is a beautiful part of being clean. Uh, but again, you know, we bring it in through our actions, but not our words. You know, if I believe that, you know, social responsibility is an important thing, then I bring that in and through my actions and not necessarily my words in a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. Um, uh, let's see what else. I guess that's enough for now. We'll talk about more of it about it. Thanks so much, Donna. Way to kick us off. Um, I just wanted to jump in and talk about this one line that really um stuck out to me tonight. It says, When we hear another message outside NA that resonates strongly with us, 
it may seem that we could do a service by bringing it to our fellow members. And I think the reason that sticks out for me is um, I'm a long time veteran of doing H&I meetings. And if there's somewhere to have an opinion about what's going on in the outside world, it is that population of people who attend the meetings, I think. And I can't tell you the number of times that I attended those meetings and I had to say, oh, well, don't forget Tradition 10. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about NA. And how freeing it was because, because sometimes when people have such strong opinions about things that are happening or not happening to them or around them, it can be really hard not to take a side. And what I love about NA is it doesn't force me to take a side. It, it, it allows me to stand where I'm at, to be who I am and to be okay with that. Even if it's not the same thing that you believe, we all believe that addiction sucks, NA is a place to get clean, and that uh, being clean is a, is a way to live. At least that's how I see it always. So I'm always grateful for that. But when I heard that line, I thought, oh, I remember, I remember hearing so many women, and I, I only did women's institutions because I am a woman, but so many women in the meetings in the H&I facility saying, well, did you see that on the news or did you see this? And they wanted to share about it and having to be like, well, we're not here to talk about that. And what a freedom that was because then we could actually talk about addiction. And, um, and, I, and the other thing that comes to mind with Tradition 10 for me is that addiction is a great equalizer. It takes everybody out the same way and it doesn't matter who, what, where, when, how, whatever background you have, everybody can be affected by it. So that's what I wanted to share. And I see Phil's hand is up, take it away. Wow, uh, good stuff. Uh, 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 wow, uh, there's a whole bunch of things there, but I'm just going to just share on 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 the two things that uh, that has really like jumped out uh, at at me. Uh, we carefully consider the effect our words and actions may have on the fellowship we love and the message we carry. Um, I have been saying lately, I need to be an atmosphere of recovery. If, if nothing else, I need to be that atmosphere. And as far as tradition goes with um, controversy and public uh, controversy, uh, I'm very careful as to to what I say and and care and even even cautious or conscientious of what the members are saying too in our meetings too, that I don't get uh, into controversy and, and things like like that. And then, okay, then we learn to speak wisely and understand the power of silence. I can do that, you know, if, if, if nothing else, uh, uh, I just won't, won't, won't say, say anything, you know, I'll stand back and, and this and that, and, you know, and maybe wait, wait to the right time, um, unless it's my home group. Now that, that's a whole nother story. If, it's, if my home group, I'm a member there, Whatever I say, my home group, and especially if I'm pointing our members into our traditions and to um, the atmosphere of recovery, and it's my home group. Hopefully, my uh, my home group members will come to my rescue too, and they don't even have to because I, I got the literature to point them in. If it's something that's that's outside of of uh, Narcos Anonymous, and it's not in the literature, and I'm addressing it, then. Um, uh, I'm I'm cool with it, you know. But at my home group, I won't do that. Anybody else's home group, I'll have that that um, uh, much respect. But uh, it's still to learn to speak wisely and understand the power of silence. So sometimes it's, it it comes to those things in in recovery, and depending on the the situation, so it doesn't go into controversy. Sometimes I'll just just keep it zipped. 
And that's all I got. Awesome. Love that, Phil. The power of silence. Ooh, that's powerful stuff. All right, Will, you're up next for reading. Yeah, thanks, Will Addict. Um, sorry, we don't always know how to share a recovery message when we get here. If we have experience with some kinds of counseling or therapy, we may be inclined to offer advice to other members, but in NA, we share experience, not advice. The way we share with one another are different from the ways many of us communicated before coming to NA. We learn to share through each other's example and guidance, not by being bullied or humiliated. As we continue to share, we get more comfortable with the process of sorting out what feels appropriate to us. Exploring our motives for sharing and asking ourselves what it is that we bring to the meeting can help guide us away from diversion or controversy. We may, may need to share about what's going on, but we try to stay focused. Many of us struggle to share without getting tangled up in details, especially when our feelings are strong. A guy shared that his political work was tearing him up, one member recounted, but he never mentioned which party he was from. Another suggested that when I'm having a hard time keeping what I share on the topic of recovery, it's usually a sign that I need to get back to my step work. Um, I, I can relate to that. I, you know, coming in, um, just, I don't know, that's how I function on the street a little bit too, though. Like I always sat back and watched and mimicked to, to fit into where I was going to try and, so it was kind of natural to me to just sit back and, but when I did start sharing, um, I was lucky enough to have some people around me that would talk to me afterwards too. And they would very, I never felt offended by them, like kind of pointing me in the right direction. Um, they were always really, and maybe I just didn't do anything that, that egregious um, because I usually did just kind of say how my day was, thanks and, and pass. Um, but I think that's the, uh, the importance of, you know, getting those phone numbers and things when you get there. Because when you start talking to people outside the meetings, um, you have that ability to ask the questions about what we're talking about. Um, I think politics, as we were, I didn't comment earlier because I knew I was next, but um, politics, religion, uh, things like that are probably the easiest ones to jump to when we talk about outside issues. Um, but I mean, that's not a narcotics anonymous problem. That's an everyday problem. Politics, religion, and friends is something you don't talk to. Like, that's it's in songs made back for forever ago. You know, it's just know that you're going to get into an argument eventually and anything that separates us is is not good and that's you know the traditions being the the way that we've um you know fallen apart in the past so we avoid these things but uh yeah i am um, i hate election years like i fucking hate them i vote i fucking hate them i hate them in the rooms i hate them at home i hate them at work i hate it when i turn the tv on um you know, so I just, yeah, the last place I want to talk about it at is a meeting. Like, it really is. Like, I'm just, just, just let's just love each other for a minute. Could we, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I could get real quick. Well, one place I did run into, and Des reminded me, she brought up H&I, um, H&I services in prisons, or or when I start sponsoring, uh, you know, young men in, in treatment facilities. A lot of times the, our traditions don't necessarily vibe with what, you know, they're getting taught at that facility. And they'll come to me, you got, I got to tell this facility there. And I'm like, you need to calm the fuck down and just finish your program. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're not going to make any friends by you going in there and arguing with your counselors and your things or, or like the prison, like, um, we, uh, we did speaker jams at the prison I was at, um, every October and the guys were actually making like, uh, airbrush t-shirts and stuff that, that we could sell H and I days for, um, to raise funds so they could be self-supporting. And, you know, they, they wanted to do a little more and the prison was like, you're not, you know, and they were like, well, they're going to, they're not letting us exercise our seven true test. Chill out. 
<laughs> like, you know, they're letting us come in here and have a whole day and bring food. Like, you know, I understand wanting to be things, but we also have to understand that, you know, some of those outside things we, we have to obey by, by their rules when we are where we are. Um, and I don't have an opinion on it because that could get me kicked the fuck out of here too, you know? Um, so I, uh, I guess that's where I'm gonna leave that for right now. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for all that insight. Good stuff. All right, Phil, you're, I see your hand up, friend. Oh, okay. Wow. That, that, there was a lot of good stuff. Uh, um, uh, there's a cu couple things that uh that grab that grabbed me was was with the um uh, as to how we're how we're sharing and uh, uh we may we may need to share about what's going on with us and exploring our motives for sharing and asking ourselves uh, what it is we bring to the meeting can help guide us away from diversion and controversy. Um, I I know myself um. um I, I do want to be in an atmosphere of recovery uh, all the time, and especially uh, at, at the meetings. And um, um, I know I know myself. There'll, there'll be those times when uh, I'll uh, I'll listen to what's going on in the meeting, and I may may purposely position myself to be in the middle or maybe at the very end uh, to share to clean up the mess in the meeting, because sometimes the meeting can just have so much outside issues. And um, if, it, if it's my home group and, 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 and there's, there's things that are of Narcos Anonymous, I will interject myself. But if it's not my meeting, I'll just keep it zipped and, I, and I'll just listen. But uh, I, I, I know for me, a lot of times when, I, when I'm sharing, especially if the meeting, uh, the members don't stay on topic, they're not sharing where they're at. Sharing where you're at is cool. And depending on uh, the members, I don't want to be judgmental because I, I want to make us all equal. But sometimes the meeting can go so far south that that um, that it's it's just, you know, I think need things need to be cleaned up. And I will address traditions in the meeting and interject traditions and um, different parts of what Narcotics Anonymous is saying into the meeting sometimes just the the cleanup things and it, and that's my stuff. It might not be the member stuff, and um, I I do have that compassion thing. Okay, this person's new; they don't understand, and and this and that. But um, you know, it's you know, we're still supposed to um, you know, have our our message and and a message of recovery and an atmosphere of recovery and do recovery in our meetings. You know, and they need to be recovery oriented. That's all I have. Thank you so much, Phil. All right, um, Mike, you ready for some reading? Your thing. <clears throat> We're at the top of page 183, correct? I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, yes, sorry. We're all nodding our heads. That's absolutely where we are. <laughs> we don't always share an elegant, tidy message, and we don't rate or police each other's sharing. Many members connect with raw emotional expression, while others may relate to a quiet, thoughtful share. Sharing in a meeting is both personal and courageous, no matter what we share. There is no such thing as sharing perfectly. Each of us struggles sometimes to get to the heart of the matter or 
to find a message of hope in our experience. And that struggle is part of the process for us. Placing unity first and anonymity and anonymity at the foundation allows a allows the message to shine through, even in the most awkward moments of a meeting. Clarity, focus, and discretion are all assets that make our message attractive and effective. Even members who have been around a while can find it challenging to separate opinions from experience, but we try to be aware of that task. Sharing about a higher power without mentioning a name, sharing about our experience without identifying other people, institutions, or beliefs. These are skills we develop over time and with some help. The ability to share clearly, even when we are passionate about something, is a message in itself. I um been listening to a lot of what other people say in relation to this tradition, um, especially when it comes to, you know, the politics. And um, for me, like, you know, I I had a job that was you know political fundraising for a certain political party. And like, I wore that on my, my sleeve and it would affect, you know, it affected my recovery. Now I didn't necessarily get into it, you know, with other members in, in, in groups or, or even my home group, but, you know, my social media certainly had a, a certain presence and that affected uh, relationships within with certain members. And I, I had to put that aside and it's hard because, you know, I, I, I couldn't identify with, with people who were so passionate on one side that I'm like, how can you identify as an addict when it's clearly you're on you're on the enemy side is what I wanted to say. You know what I mean? Like you're the enemy, you're the problem. Like, and um, it's hard. Um, I was in a meeting and I've shared this here before once where before they were talking about politics and I wanted to leave. I didn't, I stayed. Um, but in, and through some of this reading here, like I I've struggled recently with sharing in, in my home group, which is, pretty much the only meeting I'm attending in person um, because my disease will say if you don't have some like mind bending mind numbing like message of recovery then don't share at all and when you know the truth is is that things are going pretty good and you know I I, I don't know how to share that and express that like I I I you know, because a lot of people share about the mess or the war. And I just, I'm like, can people identify with that? You know, like, and, and nothing has changed. Like I'm not making more money at my job or my position has changed or, you know, things are going this way in this aspect of my life or things are going that way in this area of my life. It's just that I just, I don't, I'm contempt with, you know, or I'm just feeling so, you know, good that I, I, I mean, even just like, you know, the personal talk, like I'm, I'm not beating myself up anymore with, with negative thoughts and feelings. And um, I don't know how to express that in, in my meetings. Um, and, and the other part of it is like, I, I just feel like it's, if it's not like the fire share, like uh, maybe I shouldn't even be talking, you know, and um, 
the truth is, is probably that I got to tell the members, you know, especially newcomers that, you know, it does get better. One day it will. I can't tell you when or how or or who, what, why, but it does. And know that it's just for today that it's better. You know, I face the challenges all over again the next day. Just like somebody said to me, how many, how many years do you have clean recently? And I said, only six. And they, you know, went like that. And they were like, only? That's a long time. And I'm thinking, I've barely been here for a cup of coffee long time. What do you mean long time? And um, I said, listen, I just have a day clean like you. I'm just trying to get through the day. That's it. And, um, you know, I've said this before. Sometimes my message is just showing up and putting the chairs out in the beginning of the, the meeting. And, and sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes I, I feel like I'm on this like listening journey where I have to listen um, because there's a lot of newcomers in our meetings. And when I say newcomers, I mean like under a year or more clean, you know, a year or less clean. And we've celebrated a lot of year cleans recently and um, continue to listen. And I, I will do so here. So that's all I got. Thanks. Great. Thanks for sharing, Mike. That was, that was, that was wonderful. Um, I see some more people want to comment. Come on in, Will. Yeah, Will Ag. Thanks, Mike. You made me forget everything I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, we were talking before the meeting. Uh, we, we just, uh, I ran into somebody that listened to the podcast this week, and I kind of forget sometimes that we're aired anywhere. You know, I just come here every Tuesday and hang out with my friends and talk about these traditions. Uh, so to everybody out there, hello, Brazil. Hello, H&I facilities. Hello. Welcome. Glad you're here. Um, so the last sentence in the paragraph before that was when I'm having a hard time keeping what I share on topic or cover it, it's usually a sign I need to get back into my step work. Um, and that kind of ran right into where I was talking about that we don't always share the tidy message or the same way. Um, like, I feel like if I'm sharing the same way year after year, like I'm not doing, I'm not doing my work. I tell people like my story's changed a lot and it's not because I was lying to begin with. Um, it's, it's because there's change. You know, like things have changed um, and I will share some of the mess, but it's usually like there was plenty of mess from the day I got here on that it doesn't necessarily have to go back to the drug log or whatever. Like I, I, I didn't come here on day one and get instantly better and great. There's, there's still a ton of mess to share from the, uh, you know, the first few years I was here and, and right now. Um, I got asked to speak uh, last week at, a, uh, um, uh, I think it was an anniversary, whatever it was. Um, but they asked me to speak on spirituality and I fucking, uh, I don't usually prepare. Usually when I speak, you hear me like my thought process at the podium, but it's something we don't really talk about. It's, it can very well be an outside issue at times. And it, it gives us the, the, uh, in the step working guide, it could be the group. Obviously it's the principles in this, in this program. And, you know, for my first eight, nine years, I've, I never looked outside of narcotics anonymous, another piece of literature, not from another fellowship not from any philosophical things, not from any spiritual realm. Like, um, I just didn't, I'm not patting myself on the back, but like, you know, after working through some steps and finally just deciding I wasn't as pissed off at what I thought was God and getting a little curious, like I've started over the last year. Um, and uh, I said, I was sharing at the podium. I was just, you know, exposing the fact that I had no clue what I was talking about. Um, but like, it's, uh, after some some step work on it and talking to my sponsor, my old sponsor, like I just uh 
I knew two things when I got here. I didn't want to be that 12-step guy that talked about just for today and shit like that. I didn't want to be that smiling asshole that introduced himself to me the first meeting I was at. Um, and I, I'm not spiritual or religious. And you know what? <laughs> Through some step work, I'll say just for today, man. And just let go. Talk to your sponsor. All that shit that fucking pissed me off. And now I'm thinking about like, I might be in touch with something spiritual. And it's fucking like, fucking with me. Like, I didn't bring one thing with me that I got to hold on to. Like that, there, there was not a single piece of me that I got to keep. And it's just an ego piece of me was like, God damn, I had nothing right. And I don't want to let go of that right now. Um, so I'm not going to get into the spiritual side of it because it's an outside issue. But like, um, it, it talked to it earlier in there about it. We might find things outside the rooms. It seems like a good idea to bring inside the rooms. Um, I wouldn't have appreciated that. I know that. Like even from a sponsor point of view, like my sponsor was like, well, now that we're not at the meeting, listen, this is your God this is what you're going to do. Like it, it would have pushed me off right away. Or even if it was, Hey, this is exactly what I believe. Like, I don't need to know that. Um, I, uh, it's a very personal relationship. I like, um, so that, um, and then, yeah, the skills of sharing things without sharing directly what we're talking about. Uh, I find it super attractive when people share their stories and do not swear. I can't do it to save my fucking life. I have tried. I have tried. I did one time in a facility because I knew I couldn't. And I patted myself on the back out loud when I was done. And I was like, and I did that whole thing without swearing, you know? Um, so it, it is neat. Like, oh, as another addict mentioned, in my experience, like you learn these phrases so that you don't have to, to get into them. But if people want to ask after the meeting exactly what happened, you, um, I'll tell you this. When I first came here, they helped me. I'd say stuff. And they'd say, keep coming back. And I'm like, they really like what I shared. I'm going to keep coming back. <laughs> Don't even find out later. That was not the right thing to say. <laughs> so that's all I have. Keep coming back. Oh, my God. I love it. I, I remember when I found out the same thing about keep coming back. I love you, Will. All right, Gina, come on in. <laughs> I'm Gina. I'm an addict. Can you hear me okay? I, am I loud enough now? Will, you, you sound great. You sound great. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there was a couple of things in these two paragraphs, you know, I mean, I, I would love to think that, I mean, there was something about like sharing with that raw emotion um, and especially over the last couple of years, you know, um, one of the things was, you know, there's something about having a little bit of time and the uh, part of my ego that told me that I should not be sharing the mess because my clean time should designate that I should have my shit together and I shouldn't be this messy and that it isn't appropriate for me to be falling apart in a meeting and, and be this unstable. And, um, you know, come the last few years and the position that I was in, you know, let's, let's not even bring in the politics of it all, but the position that I was in and I was a basket case after a while. And, um, you know, so trying not to, I mean, and I was absolutely guilty of bringing in an outside issue and I did not have the ability to not share about how these outside issues were having a direct 
effect on my life. I did not have the ability to not come into, and most of it, I was at that time um, in the home group that I had, it was a safe space for me to come and share the pain and the suffering that I was in. And I felt safe. So I, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I heard what Phil was saying that it was his home group that he had a place to share that kind of information. You know, I mean, for the most part, when I'm at a meeting in Narcotics Anonymous, I really do try to not bring in an outside issue and to share in a manner that um, is, um, you know, doesn't affiliate to one thing or another and to share in a way that we could all relate to that brings us together and, you know, it mentions it, it placing our unity first and trying to make it in a, a way that our anonymity kind of connects us together. But there, you know, there I was so breaking apart that I was, I was the suffering addict. I was so suffering that I, I didn't know what else to do. And, and, you know, and I, I mean, I felt, I mean, honestly, I was ashamed of the way that I was feeling because I couldn't, um, uh, I was struggling so much to find meaning in um, what was happening in the world around me and what was happening in my job, what was happening in um, humankind and just, you know, the suffering of other humans. And, you know, I didn't have the context to figure it all out. So the place that I came was the place that I felt the most supported. And that's the thing um, that's the best part of Narcotics Anonymous is that, you know, they really do um, help. There's that line in here about, um, there's no such thing as a sharing perfectly. Each of us struggles sometimes to get to the heart of the matter or find a message of hope in our experience and that the struggle is part of the process for us. And for me, that was the most beautiful thing is even though um, through the that, that time in my life that I was suffering so bad, um, you know, I never lost... I kept coming back, even though my my shred of hope was minuscule at that time. You know, I never thought about getting loaded. I never thought about giving up all of my hope. You know, and um, it, it, nobody ever said you've brought too much of this outside garbage into our meeting. Get out. You know. They, they just kept telling me to keep coming back. You know, the other part about this is that, you know, we do develop a skill over time to make sure that we're not trying to alienate people. You know, when I'm sharing about, especially about higher power, it mentions higher power in this paragraph. That was something that was a 100% a turnoff to me when I first got here. You started talking about God. God forbid you mentioned a specific deity. I was just like, oh my God, my skin wanted to just peel right off my body. And I just shut down. I didn't hear anything else that came out of your mouth because I, I just could not even stomach it. 
I mean, today I'm in a totally different place. Today, I can hear a message of recovery. Today, I have a spiritual context in my life. It's kind of like, Will, I'm going through a lot of stuff in my life today, and I'm in a really different place in my recovery. But, um, you know, I'm really careful when I start sharing about that, that I try to leave the door open for anybody that's in the same place that could be in the same place I was when I first came in that just couldn't hear any of that stuff. What I want them to hear is that, you know, you're in the right place, that all you have to do is not use for the next hour that you're sitting in this meeting, you know, just for these few minutes that, that you have a chair here um, that, you know, this is for addicts seeking recovery. You know, um, anyway, I think that that's enough out of me. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks so much, Gina. I appreciate all those words. And um, I just wanted to jump in and say, uh, I, I, I want to talk <clears throat> to anybody listening out there. And I wanted to give a little bit of my experience with um, this. It talks in here about there's no such thing as sharing perfectly. And I remember um, March of 2020 when we all went virtual, you know, or we, a lot of people went virtual, some people did not, but in my region of the world, um, many of us went virtual and all of a sudden there was all these um, virtual meetings and all of a sudden there was all these names broadcasting who was going to be sharing at virtual meetings. It was very weird for me. It was like, you know, like names and big lights and, and people were like running from one virtual platform to the other to chase these speakers who were the perfect NA speakers or whatever. And I, I just remember myself, like how uncomfortable that was and how I felt, um, you know, were, were we doing something right? Were we doing something wrong? And it was a lot of culture, like in some countries, that's a cultural thing, not how we do it here in the US and a lot of um, different things that happened. So for me, it was an experience that I lived through and, and I remember it and today, Looking back, I'm grateful that it happened and I'm grateful that I got to be a witness to that and be, you know, see that going on. And then just like everything, and when we were, when, um, uh, who was reading this? Gina was reading this um, and we were like, no, I'm kidding. Mike was reading this and <laughs> we were like, um, it was talking about how we don't share perfectly right away, but eventually we get there. And I, all I could think was it was the same thing with these meetings. Like when everything went virtual, we weren't doing it perfectly, but eventually we got there. And I feel like, you know, it's all transitioned over the last three years. And as recently as, you know, a week and a half ago, the whole fellowship voted that virtual meetings are meetings, actually recognize meetings. And that's really exciting because it took a long time to get us there. And, and I think that's the same way when you think about that, that movement and, and, and if I could be so bold as to compare it to somebody new in recovery who comes in. And when I came in, I was so messy. I was so like messy and dirty and icky. And I didn't think I was, I thought everybody, well, I, I don't know that I really thought anybody owed me anything, but I just was grateful that they said I could keep coming back because I had never been offered to be able to keep coming back anywhere before I got clean. So, um, so I'm grateful that, that, uh, that that happened for me and that in hindsight, as we're reading this, I could see that everything in NA is about development and growth. And sometimes it takes us longer than, you know, I would like to see 
it take us. And sometimes it takes us a short bit of time, but really whenever anything happens and there's like this gathering of traditions and gathering of spiritual principles and gathering of, of collective higher power stuff, working together, whatever the higher power is named really good things happen, you know? So I'm really grateful for that. And I know that, um, going back to the early on, the, the famous people in an anonymous fellowship, for lack of a better definition, the people who had their names and highlights on the, on the flyers. I know that today I'm, I'm, I'm in contact with some of them. And some of them are like, I, I didn't ever intend for that to happen. It was embarrassing. That's not what I wanted. I'm grateful that we got through it. And I'm, and, and they always say that they're grateful that they could participate. And I'm really like, that's really cool. And, and the coolest thing is, they stay clean through all that, you know, and imagine what that does to somebody when, when the pressure is on for somebody to be like a circuit speaker or a famous sharing person or something. That's not fair. That's why I love, I love that this tradition keeps me grounded and reminds me that anybody's message is good enough. Whatever anybody says in the meeting is okay. It doesn't matter, you know, if, if they're, you know, I, I don't, I don't particularly, I'm not fond of open speaker meetings where the main speaker is like F and C and every other swear word possible because everybody, I don't have small children, but people bring small children there. And, and do I want Narcotics Anonymous to be the first place they get exposed to public swearing? I don't have children, but if I did, I wouldn't want that. So I always think about that stuff. So, um, but even in all that mess, there's a message, there's a message in all of that. And and I'm super grateful for that. And I'm grateful that um, there's literature to tell us that, to remind us of that. So thanks for letting me uh, share all that. And I'll turn it over to Phil. Wow, uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, a, a, a couple things grabbed me and, and uh, they've been like uh, spot on. We don't always share an elegant, tidy message and we don't rate or police uh, each other's sharing. But, uh, so cool, and uh, I'm I'm one of the members too that I, uh, with our traditions. When I when I see things in it, uh, it's just a done deal, and I can't negotiate any of it. And it's just a done deal. It, it is what it is for us. And uh, I think this is so cool, sharing about a higher power without mentioning a name. See sharing about our experience without identifying other people. I usually have my mirror up at me. I have my hand up. I said, I'm, I'm talking about me. I'm looking at me, institutions or beliefs. Um, I know in our traditions too, that, that we don't uh, endorse things either. And, and just like this tradition talks about outside things, they just need to be outside of a, uh, of our fellowship. And if they're not written and designed in our fellowship, they are outside issues. But thing about endorsing, and, and I'll just go back into it works, how and why, that they are older literature. It talks about implied endorsement. So what it comes back to that being careful what we say, listening and what's coming out of us. And then, uh, then I like how it ends the ability to share clearly even when we are passionate about something is a message of recovery so whether it's tidy awkward whatever whatever we're talking about as long as it's a clear message of our uh, 
fellowship. I, I guess that's what um, really matters, you know, or that's, or that's important. I'll just leave it at that. That's what's important. That's all I got. Awesome. Thanks for sharing everybody. And now I think I'm looking at my notes. I think Gina is our next reader. Take it away, love. Thank you so much. Okay. NA has no opinion on human nature, but it seems that addicts are not the only people vulnerable to ego inflation. Winning an argument, being recognized as special, making a name for ourselves in the world, feeling loved and approved of, all of these are positive experiences that almost anyone might be tempted to seek, but they carry a special risk for us. As we recover, many of us go forth into the world with renewed confidence in ourselves and our beliefs. That is beautiful, but it's essential that we leave NA out of it. Tradition 10 and 11 remind us not to try to leverage membership into fame or fortune, power or public approval. Anonymity is no small thing. It is the foundation of our traditions, essential to our new way of life. On the internet and especially on social media, different aspects of our lives and beliefs can be visible in surprising ways. Our challenge is keeping the NA message separate from the other messages we may carry. If we are not vigilant in our privacy practices, we may discover that we are engaging in controversy or being drawn in as members of NA in ways that we don't serve us or the fellowship. The service pamphlet, social media, and our guiding principles offers guidance on practicing the traditions in our actions on behaviors online and behaviors online. Um, wow, there's a lot in those two paragraphs. I mean, I think a lot of um, what does what you were just saying does about um, you know circuit speakers and you know trying to excuse me um, you know be that um that big name trying to be that big attraction um kind of in that first part of the uh, paragraph that unintentional um, promotion kind of that draw maybe um i mean i see i can speak more to the second paragraph i think i um personally i don't have i mean i don't uh, like when i celebrate a recovery milestone i'll point maybe post something with that number on my social media page it's the only time i really affiliate myself with anything Narcotics Anonymous, because I post other things on my page that I don't want um, to be inadvertently affiliated with Narcotics Anonymous. It's just like putting an, an NA symbol on my car. You know, I am maybe not the most spiritual human in my car when I'm driving. So therefore, I don't put an NA symbol that advertises I don't want you know somebody to um maybe think wow those people from Narcotics Anonymous <laughs> you know I don't want some blanket statement being made um you know should I accidentally cut somebody off which I'm not prone to do but just in case you know um it's the same with my social media page you know if I've posted something 
that is political or um, that might be offensive to somebody. You know, I don't want a whole bunch of stuff that is related to NA um, on my personal page. I also don't want a lot of stuff about Narcotics Anonymous on my personal page because not everybody in my um, professional life knows that I'm um, in recovery, you know. Um, but mainly, I don't want there to be any misinformation about um, the practices of NA, the affiliation of NA. I don't want any confusion about that, you know, um, from what is on my page. I mean, I remember when we started thinking about um, developing a social media page for this area that I'm in. There was a lot of controversy around that and how to go about that. I mean, we really had to look to how other regions, other areas had gone about um, setting up their own social media accounts, how they set their privacy settings, how they, you know, now if people, you know, we, we do have a social media page for our, uh, our area. I am personally not a member on that page just because if um, I don't want that to be affiliated with my own personal page, you know, so I tell people, you know, yes, it just make sure that you are open to, you know, that if you do that, you need to make sure your privacy settings on your own personal page are tight because otherwise you are going to open yourself up to making that affiliation to your own personal page. You know, um, on our, our page, it, it's not open for commentary on our personal page so that there's not any chance that there's any confusion or um, the ability for others to post political or advertisements or promotions of any other kind of event. You know, I mean, I think that um, with the way that NA started to change and grow and the way that um, uh, social media became such an integral part of the way that we communicate in the world, I mean, it, it was a necessary thing for us to expand that um, format to reach addicts. You know, I mean, it was necessary for us to be able to reach people. We had to be able to develop that. Um, you know, I, I, um, I think I'm starting to kind of babble on this topic. So I'm going to pass it on to somebody that might have a little more experience in this area than me. Thanks. Thank you so much, Gina. And um, I'm seeing that Will has some stuff to share with us. Yeah, Will Attic. Um, that's a lot of good stuff. I um, I guess I, I just jumped right on with all my clean data. I, I'm all over the place with it. Uh, I have a song I play every year. <laughs> I have like a, um, but I, you know, when I, when I got here and I'm not disagreeing to be disagreeable, I just have a different understanding of, I guess. Um, they told me I had to look up words I didn't understand and esoteric was the first word I ever had to look up in the, the basic text. It's in our symbol. 
Um, and it says something to the effect of uh, belonging to or being recognized by a small group, a specialized group of individuals when I was describing our symbol. Um, so I do not put Narcotics Anonymous anywhere near my page, my name or anything like that. Um, but the symbol I will because I've always just uh, identified that if someone recognizes it, they should probably be an addict too. Um, and, you know, I, I know at a football game, like I have season tickets, there was a guy, we did something good for a change. And like some guy was like clapping and he had a bracelet on with an NA symbol on it, like three rows ahead of me. And I'm like throwing ice cubes and everything. This guy like turned around and said, me too, you know, like, you know, super excited. So I like seeing the symbol places, but I do, uh, you know, there's another fellowship with a lot of famous people in it that are all over social media when they're celebrating. Um, and I've always wondered, is it just because they have more people that are famous or because we're better at doing traditions than they are? Um, because I've never seen any of, of ours on there like that. See, we're better. I get it. That's, that's what I'm going with for today. So, um, and that's it. And back to just the kind of whole outside issue and bring it in the rooms with us, even implied things. The place I really, I don't want to say I struggle, um, but where I really find that I need to monitor myself is when it's something that directly affects my program, right? Or like when it's something that is, whether it be like DRT, MAT, and other fellowship stuff, like where, and like, so I won't address it because I don't have an opinion on those things. Um, but it's shared earlier about people with, uh, you know, time having wily ways of getting to the around things and like, you know, bringing up topics that are just throwing straight darts at people. Like you want to try, well, let's talk about tradition this, you know? So I try not to do that. And Phil made me laugh earlier when he said he shared in the middle or the end of meetings to kind of um, clean it up at the end. And I've, I've heard that a lot of times and I think it's great. I was so in my head once about how we don't cross talk in meetings that if I didn't share first, I would have, convinced myself that I had let other people dissuade how I was going to share. And even though they didn't know I was talking to them, I was talking to them. And almost like a six week panic about whether I was sharing. Right. And no one even knew it except me and like, well, my sponsor finally, but I'm like, they'd be like, does anybody have any comments on me? I got to go first. You know, just, just to make sure my, my message is pure in my own thoughts. I don't want anybody ruining, you know, then that, that I could be lying or being false or something. You know, it's just, it's just funny, man. Um, but the, 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 the outside issues that, that, like I said, when we have newcomers coming in that don't have an understanding of our program yet or recovery, really, they're feeling their ways around and they're asking, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this? Um, is where it's really hard for me to not just be like, listen, this, I explain this is with the program I work in. It's worked for me and things like that. But it's really hard for me not to take shots at some things that I find flawed in other programs, I guess. That's all I have. That was great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. We are the best. I'm just kidding. All right, Chrissy D, come on in, girl. <laughs> hey, family. I didn't call Chrissy D. So uh, I'm not going to share on the social media, social media piece, but the piece that stood out to me was uh, the parts we're talking about, like being recognized as special, making a name for ourselves, feeling loved and approved. All these are positive experiences that almost anyone might be tempted to seek. And I remember... It was like last year or something, and I, I was going back through my process again, and I was in the symbol, and I was going to meetings, and I just moved into Georgia, and everything was so different here from Florida, and uh, I was looking at where I was in my recovery, and uh, 
I looked at the line in the symbol. It's funny that Will brought up the symbol too, but I looked at the line in the symbol that it says the last of these to die is to the stigma of the disease or however it says, sorry, I topped that all the way up. But, and I brought up, well, what about the stigma of recovery? I was like, because y'all be sharing stuff and I'm not saying y'all collectively, but people be sharing like, I came in here, I got a business. I came in here and I went to school and I came in here and got my kids back and you can have these things too. And yeah, you can have those things too, but what if you don't want them? And I was made to feel like I had to have those things to, by certain members, I had to have those things to be a member of Narcotics Anonymous. Thank God I know that's not true today. Thank God that I was able to have sponsorship in my life and, and step work in my life to know that I can have anything that I want today, even if it doesn't look like something you would want today. And I'm truly grateful that the things that I seek today, because like, you know, when I went into a meeting and I shared about wanting to sell my home and buy a yurt and buy a hearse and put a coffin on the back and travel across the United States, visiting different spiritual uh, temples and all this, that it sounded crazy, but that's something that I seek today. That's something that I want. Thank you for, thank you for posting that, Will. Um, but that, that's just the things. And like, I was able to share, well, may, maybe I didn't want my kids back. Maybe I didn't want that relationship. And, and the big one was, well, maybe I don't want a relationship with my mother. Maybe she's dead to me, even though she's not physically here. I don't want nothing to do with her. And that's okay today. Because Narcotics Anonymous has taught me that I can have anything. I can have anything. And, you know, I can say it, sum it up like this. I like Chevys, right? And you won't catch a Ford in my driveway. All because you drove a Ford? And you pull in my driveway, that's okay. But you ain't gonna catch Chrissy D ever driving a Ford because that's just not my thing because I'm not gonna do it, but I'm not gonna say anything because it's still your form of transportation. It gets you where you're going, just like my Chevy gets me where I'm going. I just won't drive a Ford. And there's certain things in Aircox Anonymous that maybe that I don't wanna drive today. And maybe that's not going to school today. Maybe that's not being a business owner today. You know, I've had people tell me that I had to go to work. I had to, to go get a, a, a physical mandated job. And I'm like, no, no, I don't, not today. You know, and I'm really careful about how I share with those things, you know, and I, I'm really grateful that I was on here tonight because there's a lot of stuff I needed to hear. A lot of stuff that I needed to hear. So thanks for letting me share. Man, what a great way to round us out. Thank you so much, Chrissy. I love your insight. So um, with that, we are, at the top of the hour for us so thanks for joining us we appreciate you and hope you keep coming we're here every week and um next week we'll start out with some more work on tradition 10 and thanks for letting us be part of your day um... thank you for walking with us on this journey Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.